Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi there, and welcome to Game Changers, a personal branding and business podcast about extraordinary people who are changing the world. I'm your host, Erin May Henry, and my mission is to help entrepreneurs become known online so that they can share their message with more people and build the empire that changes their lives. On this podcast, I interview up and coming thought leaders so that together we can teach you the tools and strategies you need to take the next step on your own personal branding journey. Covering everything from money to mindset, social media to speaking, and confidence to content, every episode will leave you empowered and full of ideas on how you can shape your industry rather than just be a part of it. Now, let's get into today's Game Changer chat. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Game Changers. I hope you're having an amazing day so far. So I'm, I want to say that I'm excited about today's episode, but I feel like I say that at the start of every episode. So I am excited static about today's episode because the person I spoke to inspired me so much, so much so that I actually wanted to hire them as my own coach because they are just incredible and I love the approach that they have to life, to health, to fitness, to business and particularly around the concept of health. The person I'm speaking to today is Shani Thompson. So she started a business called The Healthy Peach, but she has such a beautiful holistic approach to health and why we should be doing health and wellness from the perspective of happiness and values and joy and really knowing what matters to us in life. And Shani has also carried that passion and enthusiasm over into another side of her online business, which is talking about business and helping people to create businesses and their mission and their passion around their values and what's important to them. And so we had an awesome chat, not only about business and about how you can grow a values-based business, but also about how you can be a healthy entrepreneur and how you can actually have it all and enjoy yourself and create a life of your dreams. So also, actually, oh my God, teaser effect, something that we actually did speak about as well was the digital nomadic lifestyle. And I think so many people are so quick to want to, you know, live that laptop lifestyle to quit their jobs and to go work on a beach in Costa Rica. But as a matter of fact, Shani gives the, you know, darker side of what it's like to be location free. And not that, you know, to deter anyone from wanting this as a goal, but more so for the fact of kind of just bringing the reality to light of what it's really like to work independently from a location. So anyway, without further ado, we're going to jump into the episode because there's so many golden nuggets in here. I really hope that you enjoy it. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Game Changers. So I'm... I know I start every single episode being like, I'm so excited. I'm so excited, but I really, really am. And you know why I'm always excited? Because I choose really, really good guests. So that's why I'm always excited to have these chats. But today, as you would have heard in the intro, I am sitting down with Shani. You might've heard her name 
Shiny Peach, or as she has lots and lots of different businesses online. So we will go through all of them. <laughs> but she is an incredible entrepreneur. I was actually first introduced to her by Kimberly, who you all know, I'm sure. And they have been friends ever since. And I've been like watching from the sidelines, just wanting to talk to this girl so much because her Instagram is so inspiring. Her message is so inspiring. Her YouTube is so inspiring. And I just want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I mean, we had such a good chat last week, but I'm excited to extend on that chat. <laughs> yeah, so um, Shani actually has a podcast with a friend, which is an amazing podcast, and they interviewed me last week. So we will also link that one down below. Um, the podcast is called Babes Talking Business, which I love um, because I know we're all just babes. But anyway, I will leave that link below. It was a really, really good, raw, open, honest chat. But for anyone in my audience who maybe hasn't met you or maybe hasn't stalked you online, I'm sure they've probably seen your stuff because I feel like it's everywhere or maybe that's just because I stalk it. But anyway, <laughs> do you want to kind of just give us the backstory because I feel like I haven't even fully heard this, but how did you get into the health business? How did you get into the babes in business business? Again, just take us through it all. Oh my gosh, I could be here for a long time. So yeah. I'm going to make this really short and sharp. <laughs> but um, I, well, I was a registered nurse for five years. I specialized in anesthetics. So I'm that girl who, you know, used to put people to sleep before an operation and look over them while they were sleeping. And it was the best job. I loved it. Um, I studied a really long time to get that career off the ground running and really loved just learning about the human physiology. I, I just, I'm obsessed with that. I love learning about how our bodies and they work. And so that job was so much fun, but there was a part of me that just kind of a few constraints with having a nine to five at the time. I was like, I feel like I'm worth more than what I'm getting paid. And I also didn't love I just never loved having a boss. I'm going to be so real. Like I always, I, I never had a job longer than 18 months because I was just like, get me out of here. So it was um, actually that five year job that I had as a nurse was the longest job I've ever had. <laughs> and um, um, it, anyway, I loved that job and I really wanted to help people on a global scale as well. I was really excited about helping people. I also had a massive passion for holistic wellness. And um, I think because I saw so many band-aid fixtures in the health and West, the Western health realm, it's kind of like, I really want to teach people about preventative measures, like just eating healthy food and moving our bodies and how we really treat ourselves and how we think and breathe. So um, I went down the path of just as a little passion project, little side hustle, um, just started doing some health coaching. I did a course and loved it and had my first couple of clients while I was still nursing um, full time. And I don't know, just something inside me was like, I love this. I'm working on my own terms. I'm getting to choose what I do. I'm the boss here. Like I'm in control. I love this. So had this really big vision to um, sort of like decrease my hours in the nursing world to eventually go full time with my, my health coaching career. And I guess along that journey, you know, being an entrepreneur and, and being a small business owner, I really learned so much about not only just myself, but really learned so much about relationships and um, 
clients and finding clients and, you know, converting them to paying clients even. Um, but alongside that as well, I really learned so much about the business world and I got so obsessed. <laughs> so I all of a sudden have two passions. I'm like really passionate about health and now I'm like really passionate about business, like the intricates of it, the science of like why people buy, um, you know, having online business as well. It's so big right now. So I was like, oh my gosh, like I feel like I've just entered the business world in such an incredible time because of everyone building business online. So my two biggest passions, health and business, I just like smooshed them together. <laughs> and I now have what I call my dream career and I absolutely love it. I was able to, um, I say I retired myself from nursing at the age of 28, so a year in into my, my um, pursuit. And it's been the most amazing few years. I've absolutely loved it. So I remember when we spoke on your podcast, because I'd love to hear more about the transition because I know a lot of people listening to this podcast, they're in a nine to five job. They want to start a business and I definitely want to come back to the multi-passionate side of things in just a second. But first of all, I'd love to hear more about how you set yourself up for that transition. I really liked what you said about how you kind of like slowly decrease the hours a lot of people are like, I just, you know, need to take the leap and I need to just jump and they do it from a motivational perspective. But being that you're so interested in business and I'm sure you've got a lot of clients who are in a nine to five and wanting to leave, what's your advice? Like your Shani's number one advice to people who are wanting to take the leap from their corporate to entrepreneurship. Should they just jump ship straight away or should they build a financial runway? Like what's the advice there? Yeah, I think, you know, I was really, um, I'm really lucky that my husband had his own business. So watching him and, and talking to him about this really got me intrigued about like, well, what's the right move here? Because I'd love to quit my job today and put my all into my business. But realistically, financially, that wasn't very feasible for me. And, you know, I was earning a pretty good income as a full-time registered nurse. So for me, my, my first goal was to replace my full-time income in part-time hours with my business. So I wanted to create what I was already earning as a nurse in my passion project. And, you know, yes, it sounds ridiculous. It sounds crazy to some. They're like, how am I going to do that? But I really looked at my business as if I could just invest all the time that I had in my stolen moments, then I could really make this thing like take off the ground running and really, really grow it. So I, for a really long time, I love the word strategic imbalance. I just honored that. And I knew that for the first year, I really had to strategically have some imbalance in my life to create the business that I wanted to achieve. So for a year, I still worked as a nurse and I was still earning an income on the side from my passion project. Um, and then they got to, they got a point in my business where I was like, well, I really need to invest some more time into this because <laughs> I'm getting pretty busy here. Um, so I just hustled. Like I really did hustle with flow. I didn't, um, out, out like overwork myself or burn myself out. I was very strategic um, about how I was going to do it. But I would get home from my nursing job and then I would give time for myself. Like I'd go to the gym or I'd do something for me. 
something that I call like a hedonistic item. And a hedonistic item to me is like a list of things that just make me happy. So I do one of my hedonistic things and then I just get straight into it and I would just hustle. And, you know, my husband was really supportive. He understood that I was kindly, weirdly like obsessed with my business. So he was pretty cool with the fact that I would come home, chill with him for a bit, do my thing, get into business. I'd have dinner. And then sometimes like I really did work till late. I would work till midnight, sometimes one in the morning, but because I loved it and I wanted to do that. And so over the year, um, as I put more time into my business and I reached that financial, um, I guess, where I met my income, I waited until I earned consistently three months in a row, the same amount that I was earning as a nurse. And then that's when I decided to leave my, my job because I wanted to make sure that it wasn't just like a little bit of hype or a little bit of momentum where I got like this really awesome paycheck. I really wanted to be strategic with that. So yeah, I, I hustled, I worked late nights um, and I waited. I was very patient. You know, that first month where I had like a $4,000 month, I, I wasn't like, okay, I'm quitting. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that so much because honestly, I think the biggest problem that I see when people are like starting a side hustle and they've been working in the nine to five thing is they almost feel like life shouldn't change. Like whatever they've been doing before, the amount of work they'd been doing and then the amount of resting they'd be doing. If you're then taking on a whole nother project, I think people have to really understand that it is going to add more to the plate, but I love what you said. And if you could talk a little more about this, like strategic imbalance, cause I've never heard of that before. And it sounds really fancy, but also very helpful. Um, but I think just for everyone listening, like you have to be passionate about it enough to do the work outside of what you're already experiencing life. It's not as if one day you're just going to start a side hustle and the, the, the change isn't going to, be quite intense for a while. Like you may have to have those late nights. You may have to sacrifice those social outings and things like that. But anyway, the passion drives you through. We know you have a lot of passion. Well, I know you have a lot of passion anyway. I can see it. But strategic imbalance, what is this? Okay, so I'm going to talk a little bit about strategic imbalance, but then I'm going to talk about how to allow it to be something that brings you joy because a lot of people hear that and they're like, that sounds scary. I don't know yeah. if I want to be strategically imbalanced. So, so this is like that. I'll give you the bad news and then the good news. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that. So strategic imbalance to me is when, like, let's say I've got a business goal that I really want to achieve and I know that it's going to, um, I'm going to have to compromise some things to get there. I might need to compromise the Netflix, the Netflix binge watching or maybe like wines with the girls or there might be some like travel that's happening in my circle and they're all going on holiday snowboarding and I'm like, you know what, I can't go. Like strategic imbalance is just knowing when you're just going to have a little bit of hustle, a little bit of grind in a short burst of like a little short burst of activity. But you knowingly with total acceptance know that, it's going to be a little bit crazy. Yeah. It's going to be a little bit crazy because everyone always talks about this balance thing. And I'm just like balance schmalance. Like mm -hmm. no one who's like a six plus figure earner, seven figure earner 
got there with balance. I'm sorry. So I really love having little bursts of strategic imbalance in my year. And I'll, I'll plan out my year like in January every year and I choose my months where I'm just going to be like head down, thumb up and get to action. So strategic imbalance is those months where everything's a little bit crazy. You're doing more than usual, but you know that you're doing it with intention and you know that like it's just going to be a little bit and then the month after or the quarter after it's going to be chill time. So um, for me, strategic imbalance is really important in my business because I really believe that business has ebbs and flows and if we... Um, we, we are in total control of momentum in our business. So if we control those ebbs and flows with strategic imbalance, you go a little bit hard one month and then you have to take a break and then you go hard again and then you take a break. I think that we can be in control of you know, our pay at the end of the day. We can really be in control of our income. So some people think, oh my gosh, I don't have the desire like you. Like I don't have that much passion. I don't want to be imbalanced. But one of my favorite things to talk about is living life aligned with your highest values. And this is, you know, the top five to 10 things that you truly really value and you want to live life aligned with them. So for me, my highest values are obviously business, health, um, I, family and relationships, travel. They're just some of my values. The beach is another one I need to be like like seeing the ocean to be in a really good, happy By the way, state of- she just showed me her view of where she is right now. And we're going to talk about digital nomadism. Is that even a word? Probably not. But um, I'm super jealous. Let's just put it this way. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. I just need to say for everyone about your experience right now, <laughs> living to those values. <laughs> I wish I could show everyone. It's the best upset. Um, Yeah, so living life in line with your highest values. And so when you're having those moments in your business where you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed or holy moly, I have so much going on for me right now. I want you to think about your highest values. And this is what I say to all the girls that I mentor in business. What are your highest values? And link what you're doing right now to one of them. So for me, like especially in the beginning when I was still working as a nurse and I was grinding to like midnight one in the morning and you know I, I wasn't loving that like I would have loved to be in bed and you know chilling out with my essential oils and my little eye mask but I was working and so I would think to myself okay I'm working right now more than like it's an abnormal amount of activity but I, I know that this is going to allow me to travel more I always link my strategic imbalance with one of my values. Or maybe like I'm going for a goal in a certain amount of dollars in my bank account for the next month. And maybe it's because that it's my mom's birthday and I really want to spoil her on a trip away. And so when I'm doing that strategic imbalance, I'm thinking like, this is actually going to pay for my surprise trip that I'm going to surprise mum with for a birthday. So always linking the values to the strategic imbalance. And you don't have to love, like no one loves staying up till one in the morning to work. But when you think about your values and your mission and your vision and what you want to create in this life, that's what drives me. That's what drives me to do what I do. Yeah, I love that so much. And funnily enough, I was actually having a conversation with someone yesterday about the whole concept of the difference between mission and vision. And I think, you know, the values links so heavily to your mission and the mission really is the driver. It what gets you through those late nights. It what gets you through those struggles, those failures. And if you are surrounding your mission 
like your business is you at the end of the day, for the most part, even if you have a product, even if you have a service, you are your audience, you are your tribe, you are your business. Um, and I think if you are linking those values, just like you said to those, um, to that mission, that's what's going to get you through. And then the vision, in my opinion, is the big picture. Like, what is it going to look like in 20 years from now? Like, literally, what's the painting look like? What's the masterpiece looks like? And how can we always be taking steps forward and reverse engineering that? But one thing I love about the strategic imbalance is um, it reminds me kind of like the difference between hit training and like marathon running, you know, how there's this whole concept of like, you know, marathon runners, whilst obviously you can become super healthy over time, it actually kind of like degrades them a little bit. And there's a lot of injury that can come from marathon runners. And then they compare those to like hit training or hit sprinters and they are much better built. They're actually healthier in terms of their blood work and all of these things. And it kind of like reminds me of that like doing it in these sprints and having that rest and recuperation time rather than the slow grind up the hill just sounds, it really does sound like a healthier way to do business. I love it. I, it's, you know, and it doesn't suit everyone. I know a lot of different business coaches have different strategies with how they help their clients, but I, that works for me. And I think the most important message to take away from this is just do what works for you. And yeah. that's the best thing you can do. Don't follow, you know, the method of operation of someone just because they're successful. If it doesn't suit you, then that's just you doing business from a place of desperation, not inspiration. And that in the long run is not going to get you anywhere. So give strategic imbalance a go. But if it doesn't flow with you, then you don't have to do it. That's the best thing about business. You're, the, you're in control. You're in the driver's seat. <laughs> I love that so much. But on the topic of health, I really wanted to like pick your brains because you are the expert in my opinion from my stalking this anyway. And health, everyone knows in the audience because I talk about this all the time, but health is something that I've really struggled with in my journey as an entrepreneur. Back when I started my YouTube channel, I was all about the health because it was a priority. It was a focus. I was super fit, super lean, like always eating healthy. Then when I started to get busy in my business, it's just almost like it disintegrated to the 10th degree. And I know that that's the case for so many entrepreneurs. So being that your passion meets right in the middle of business and health, I'm sure that you're going to have some great advice for when it does become less of a priority because we're so focused and passionate about our business, how can we still maintain healthy habits or a healthy routine and ritual when it's just, it doesn't feel as important to us as getting things done in the business. Yeah. And you know what? I would be, I'll be the first person to say that I even struggle with this myself and I'm a holistic nutrition coach. <laughs> there are days where I'm like, I'm just going to skip the gym because I've got a lot to do today, but I really, it all actually comes back. And I know this is going to sound crazy, but it comes back to self-worth and it's about how much do you value yourself first and foremost. So um, when I try and explain this to people, um, it can, it can, I can get into a bit of a tangent, <laughs> but tangent I just wanna, love tangents here. <laughs> uh, explain how I overcome this challenge because I overcome this challenge very frequently. Um, I come across it very frequently, I should say, and overcome it as well. But I think it comes down to, you know, obviously our bodies and our health is so important. If we don't have our bodies and we don't have our bodies working in optimal 
um, function, um, if our health isn't optimal, then really that sabotages our business. It sabotages our memory, our concentration, our creative ideas. That sort of does go out the window. So for me as a business owner, I have a really strict regime and I stick to it. I have a morning routine and I have a nighttime routine. And I, over the years, I've sort of just figured out what works well for me. Like I used to um, go to work, like get to work. And then in the middle of the day, I'd have a break and I'd go to the gym. Like I had, I had a PT, so I'd go and have my session and then I'd get back to work. And I found that was really clunky for me personally. I would just like get back to work and then be like, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> I just like went yeah, for a drive. Done. It's really fun out there. <laughs> so that didn't work for me. But I know a lot of people I talk to are like, I am a night owl and I need to have the day off and then I'll work into the night. So again, we're all individuals. We all get to decide what our routine looks like. But now for me, um, I wake up at 5 a.m. I, um, I read the book, The 5 a.m. Club, and it really got me inspired to just get shit done like first thing What's in the morning. The 5am. The 5am club. It's, um, it's a really great book. Just sort of talks about um, just putting yourself first in the morning, which I love. My other favourite book for morning routines is The Miracle Morning by Hal Edrub. I don't know if you've read that one. But yeah, great one. It's a really great book. So I wake up at 5 um, and I do my miracle morning. My miracle morning goes for nearly two hours. So literally till 7am, I'm just pouring into myself. And then I exercise after that now. Um, I never used to, but now I do. I'm finding that when I'm getting my body moving first thing in the morning, I come back and I'm able to do those big rocks, those big like thinking items that you need to get done and dusted first thing in the morning. Um, I'm able to smash through them now. So I love that. And so then I'll work on my business all day. I'll do my like tasks at the end of the day where I don't have to think too much, <laughs> a little bit brain dead. Um, and then I know we spoke about this last week with you, Erin, like six o'clock comes for me and I'm a wife. I've got my wife hat on and I'm cooking dinner in the kitchen or I'm helping us. <laughs> Let's not lie. I don't cook. Matt cooks. <laughs> I just stand there and watch. <laughs> and um, and I'm, I'm just like, you know, one of my values is my relationships. So I'm pouring into my relationship. We're having good chats. And then bedtime for me is no devices whatsoever. We are not allowed to have devices in the room. Um, there's no work talk in the bedroom. It's strictly work talk is outside. And um, my nighttime routine is just reading a book, no blue light. And just really, like, I don't know about you guys, but I get so sleepy when I read books. It puts me to sleep reading a book. So, But um, your original question with, like, how, how to do this, I guess, and, you know, how would you overcome this if you're struggling with putting your health first? And I mentioned the word self-worth. And I really think that I love the saying, your self-worth equals your net worth which essentially means the, the level of your self-worth is going to determine the level of your net worth, whether that's financially or that's like abundance in relationships, abundance in opportunities, abundance in not yet. So not just wealth, like all areas of life, abundance of health. 
I really think that when we can put ourselves first and we realize that actually I can be more successful, my net worth can be higher if I just value myself that little bit more and my self-worth goes up here and I put my health before anyone and everything else, then that's when I started seeing this beautiful like onflow effect of growth in my business, growth in my relationships, better health. I was like, oh, it's because I love myself. I'm, I'm doing a lot of self-care and I'm really putting myself first before anything and anyone. So when you talk to me about money <laughs> and net worth and someone, my coach said to me, Shani, your net worth is correlation to your self-worth you need to look after yourself more i was like damn if i you're telling me i can make more money if i put myself first more and he's like yes <laughs> so you can't break my routine now i'm like all about me in the mornings and in the night <laughs> so i'd love to hear more about what your perspective is on self-care because i feel like this is a huge topic that a lot of people like get confused between is it self-love in terms of affirmations and journaling and you know yoga or is it like the go shave my legs go do a face mask it's just such a weird topic that so many people have this perspective on but i feel like no one really knows when you say oh just you know do self-care i don't think it's an immediate oh okay i know exactly what to do to do that do you know what i mean so in your perspective what is self-care I love this question. So um, I mentioned the word before, a hedonistic list or an, a hedonistic item. This is essentially an activity that you do that, um, that just gets you in a state of flow. So it makes you happier, it gets you excited, it, it just makes you feel like you're doing something for yourself. So it doesn't necessarily have to be self-care like get a facial or get your hair done or your nails done. That's definitely on my hedonistic list, but it can be so much more than that. And it's so funny that you're, you've just asked me this because I've got my like weekly planner right here. I know the people listening can't see this, but I'm just, like holding up my weekly planner. And at the, the front of my weekly planner, I've got my hedonistic list. And these are just a whole bunch of things. Like I can read some out. So like meditating, creating, shopping, some baking, listening to podcasts by Erin. <laughs> All those that. game changers. It's the only <laughs> podcast anyone should listen to. Game changers and babes in business. Talking uh, uh, Like even pinning stuff on Pinterest. I love it. It gets yeah. me so excited. Um, going to the beach, taking photos, editing my photos, videography, watching YouTubes going on adventures, learning about spirituality, like all these things on my hedonistic list. I've got a list of literally hundreds of things here. So what I really think self-care is, is ensuring that you're doing a hedonistic item at least once a day. That to me is self-care. It doesn't have to be going to spend money on doing something to like feel better that way. It could be reading a book in the sun. It could be like doing yoga, like in the backyard, whatever that is for you. I think that that is my definition of self-care. And every day I make sure that something from my. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
hedonistic list has been done. I love that so much. P.S. What journal? Like, was that a diary or a journal? It actually had, guys, I just need to explain it because it actually had a hedonistic list at the front. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what? I will share the link with you. So my coaches that I, my mentors who I coach yeah. with, they created this diary. What's it called? It is, it's called um, MJB Seminars. That's their, that's their business name. But the diary is just called Everything to Live Life Inspired. I'll send oh you the link. So yeah. Get yourself one. I'm going, to put in the, I'm going to put this in the show notes, everyone, because this diary is insane. Also, it's yeah. like black and gold. So hashtag on yeah, your colors totally <laughs> i love it it's amazing because the whole diary is like divided into quarters yeah. which i love i plan my life in quarters <laughs> yeah um and my um i know you actually coach with james wedmore and i listened to a podcast of his where he like explained the yearly thing to quarter thing to month thing to week to i'm like obsessed with doing that now so this diary aligns so much with James's like strategy. Yeah. Oh my God, you love this diary. You need it in your life. But even yesterday, um, I was speaking to another mentor who's um, like a super successful $100 million CEO, kind of like massive. And he was doing the exact same thing. And it's so funny because it's just like the amount of times that I've now heard that. I never heard that before coaching with James. And the amount of people that have said it now, it's like that has to be the way that it is. Basically, what we're saying, everyone, is like looking at maybe your big picture vision, which may be like the 10 to 15 year plan, working back to the three to five year plan, which brings back to the 12 year, 12 month plan and then breaking that down into quarters so that every quarter you've got like two to three big rocks or something to, James calls it two to three big projects you're working on um, and then sort of working back from there anyway that's not what we wanted to talk about but just to give context to everyone listening something I really wanted to talk to you about because this wasn't anything I thought about before but as you were saying it um, I really thought we would come back to it what is it like? So you mentioned that your husband is also an entrepreneur. So mm -hmm. I love how you said we both switch off and we both kind of don't, like we have relationship time from 6 p.m. But what is it like being an entrepreneurial couple? Like, do you have any advice? Does he support you? Do you support him? Like, I know a lot of people either want to like retire their husbands or they like for my example is that George is starting his own business. And then eventually the goal would obviously be, you know, for that to grow as well. And I just kind of like to hear like, I guess your experience or any advice you have for people that want to get their husbands, partners, boyfriends, girlfriends more involved with what they're doing. Um, and especially for maybe those who don't have that support. I don't know. You probably get a lot of this with your client as well. Maybe their, their boyfriends, husbands, wives, whoever don't get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I have so much to say about this, but um, yeah. So Maddie before I met Maddie, he was a very successful um, builder. He had his own building company on the Gold Coast. Um, he used to build, you know, 50 plus luxury homes a year um, in the Gold Coast, Brisbane area. So when I met him, I was like, I love this guy. His brain, like, I like it. <laughs> so I like your it brain. Yeah. yeah, I like your brain. It's so creepy, but it's true. <laughs> like, we would have chats about business, which I love. Like right now, I love chatting with you about all this stuff because it just, it gets me so excited. So um, Matt was, yeah, he had a really beautiful company. And um, just on that note on retire, like the word retiring my husband, I, I see it a lot online. I see a lot of people throw that term around. And 
Um, something really interesting that Maddie actually said to me, because um, I once said it, I was like, I would love to retire you. I would love, uh, like, secretly, I was like, I want to out earn you. But <laughs> I was like, I want to retire you. And he was like, you know what, babe? I love what you do. I'm so supportive of it. But retiring me is just so demasculate. Like, it just doesn't sound cool. He's like, I don't need you to retire me. But totally try to out-earn me. That'd be awesome. So um, when we decided to go on this trip around the world in June last year, um, I, my business was at a point where he didn't have to continue on with his business. So it was so cool because now he's actually joined me and he helps me with my business. We're now co-partners in what I do, which I love. It's so much fun um, doing this with him. But he all like he obviously is still very involved with property. He does a lot of property and development stuff still on the side, but he's now doing the online working thing with me. But you know, like in the beginning, um, when I first started my little passion project as a cute little health coach, you know, on, on the side of my nursing gig, um, I think what really excites, especially guys, like I can't talk about what. I mean, I could talk about wives, I guess, but I've not been in a position where I was a wife or a girlfriend um, in this position. But for a guy, I know with Matt, we had very open conversations about, you know, what what he needed to see to be excited about my business. And for him and for guys, for a lot of guys, it's income. Yeah, and for a lot of women, like, we don't, look at you know a partner's business and go okay well you need to earn x amount of dollars and then i'll be sweet like you know it's that we have different value systems as women so for him as a guy like he's just like dude show me the figures like show me the numbers i want to see income and that's what was going to get him excited so for me to show him that i was really serious about my business so that he could support me he always did but you know, you just want to show them that you're showing up for yourself. Um, I just had to rock up every day 100% and just like really, um, I think, not whinge because it's so easy for us to whinge to our partners in the beginning about what's not going well and like what you wish you could do. And then maybe we play a bit of the comparison game to other successful people and it's just whinge, whinge, whinge. And they do not get turned on by that they do not like that if they see you whinging and complaining about your business when you're not showing up 100 percent for yourself then it doesn't get them excited so i know for matt it, he really needed me to show him that i was committed to what i was doing and then the support just came, like, he was so supportive from the beginning but i really do believe it was because i showed up 100 percent for myself not for him for myself yeah, I love that so much because I have a lot of people who do ask me, my partner doesn't support me at this stage, what can I do to get them on board? And then I also have a lot of people who say, I really want my partner to be involved in what I do, but they're just not interested. And you just so simplistically explain that when someone sees someone showing up, whether it's your partner, your friend or your family or anyone, when someone sees them showing up 100% of their goals, it's electric, no matter what they're doing, no matter where they have even any idea of what you really do. I mean, still to this day, I don't even know if George really, really knows what I do with my clients. <laughs> he obviously is super excited and super into the video stuff. But um, at the end of the day, he's like, always says to me, he's like, I can't keep up. But the thing that he's so magnetized by is the fact that I'm so passionate about it. Mm -hmm. And yes, like you've got to find that 
that connector, I guess. And for a lot of guys, it is like guys are very logical and like, let's not, we're not like speculating on the gender side of things here, but in the most part to be, you know, generalizing to the 10th degree, many guys are just very logical. And when you, they want, they like the numbers, the facts, the figures and women on the other hand are very emotional. We want the impact yeah. and feeling the, yeah. um, you know, the vibes. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think, I think what's really important if you are trying to get your partner on board with this is finding what, their values are and how you can connect with them. You know, you were saying a lot of the um, strategic imbalance and how you can get through those times and get so connected with your business is through the values. And I think it's very much the same if you're trying to bring someone else on board or get someone else invested in what you're doing. It's what are their values, know their values and what's going to excite them. George is the same. He wants to know the money. He wants to travel. He wants to, he's from the UK. So he wants to know that we can go back every single time someone has a baby and all of this stuff. So it's like, show me the money. <laughs> but yeah, it's just really figuring out what's important to them and how can you connect that to your, to your business. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the simple question of like, what do I need to do for you to really get excited about this? What would put a smile on your face? And it's just such a simple combo. And, you know, dudes are so, they don't love to chit chat. They don't like to talk about feelings. They're just going to get straight to the point. So yeah, absolutely. Have that conversation with your partner. If you feel like they're not there yet, it's just a really, um, it's just a, a amicable conversation about what would put a smile on their face. I love it. So, now the topic that I really, really, really want to talk about because I know you have a very unique, amazing perspective on this because you did just mention that, you know, it was what, June last year, did you say, that you both decided to go on a year-long travel? Mm-hmm. Live in that digital nomad lifestyle, the goal of what seemingly is every single person's in the world's now or maybe every single person I speak to anyway. I'd love to go into your experience. So can you kind of tell us how living the digital nomad lifestyle came to be, even just give us some hints of where you've been and kind of maybe just <laughs> the real and raw sides of what it's actually like? Yeah, I'm so down for this conversation because, well, June last year, I had no expectations on what working and traveling would be like, but I also had no idea what was about to happen. And I think there's not enough vlogs or blogs out there to teach you about what to expect. And I'm so excited to really share that journey with people about the truth behind, you know, having a nomad life, like working online and traveling, because it's been such a shock to the system. It's been amazing, but it, so many things have happened that I never considered would. So, yeah, we um, we got married last year in March and we decided to do a 12-month honeymoon. But obviously my business, um, I was like, you know, I'm not going to shut the doors to my business. And luckily it's 100% online. So I was, it just made sense. Like, oh, my God, we can travel and we can work and we can make an income while we're traveling the world. Like, it would be amazing, right? <laughs> so we, um, we started in Bali. I did a business mastery retreat actually there with 40 of um, our beautiful girls from um, Babes in Business. And then after the business mastery retreat, we went straight to London. We bought a car and then we traveled. We drove all through Europe. Um, we did like France, Italy, Switzerland, Croatia, Albania, Montenegro, Greece, 
Then we went back to Italy. We lived there for about a month. Then we went to Spain and then we lived in France for a bit. (laughs) So it was like a crazy time. But what actually happened was the first thing that I didn't expect when you go on holiday, you know, you've got like your little itinerary and you've got your things you're going to do. And every time I've traveled, it's been like, you know, three places here. I'm sorry, three days here, three days there, four days here. Like you're hopping and skipping and jumping and you're just like diving into the whole cultural experience. And it's amazing, right? You're not usually working on a holiday. I never have. (laughs) So I just had this like, we, we planned out this map of our Euro trip and we had all these countries we wanted to go to, all of these cities, and it just didn't happen because I was working. So instead of like going to Rome for three days and exploring, we quickly realized like, oh my gosh, we actually need to stay everywhere a little bit longer. Like rather than three days, we really need to stay there six, seven, even eight days because I'm still working like, you know, eight plus hour, hours a day. Like I wasn't cutting down my hours. I was very strict with, I wanted to keep up. Like as I, I just wanted to live normal. Like I was like, I'm still going to work my eight hours or whatever. And then, you know, in my mind, this is so hilarious. I was like eight hours sleep, eight hours play, eight hours work, that's 24 hours a day, boom, we've got this. And it just did not turn out like that. It never (laughs) does, even when you're not travelling. What was I thinking? That was just so dumb. So, yeah, so um, the first two months of the trip was really hard, actually. Um, There were a lot of tears. There were a lot of breakdowns. There were a lot of moments where Matt was like, dude, are you okay? Like, what? Why are you crying so much? Because I was just so overwhelmed with, whoa, like I didn't expect this because, you know, I'll never forget we went to Milan and um, I was so excited about Milan. Like I couldn't wait to explore, but I was just like, I'm a business owner and I can't control, like sometimes I can't control what's going on. So I literally had like a 12 hour day of work in Milan and I did not get to see any of Milan. I saw the four walls of my Airbnb and I was so upset. I was like, I can't believe I didn't get to explore Milan. And well, I didn't know that I should have really booked it for four or five days so that I could spend time working and then spend time exploring. So that was really hard in the beginning. Um, Then we very quickly changed our travel plans. We decided, you know, rather than hop, skipping and jumping everywhere, let's get Airbnbs for like one to two weeks at a time. And that really did relieve a lot of pressure. Um, And I was trying to get in flow, but it's hard. Like when you're in a new city that you've never been to before, all you want to do is explore. And then it was almost like this, I don't know how to explain it. It was almost like this resentment towards my business all of a sudden because I was like, I just want to go outside. Like it's summer. I want to go swim in the ocean and I want to explore the city, but I've got this business that I'm, I can't just like close the laptop and ignore it. Like I've got to get to it. So there was this feeling of like, why am I hating this? Like, why is this not fun? I didn't expect this. So I really had to like sit down with Matt and really just like, I guess, like verbally vomit all my feelings on him. I feel so sorry for him because he would have just been like, what's going on? Um, And I just really had to share how I was feeling and how my expectations weren't met. And I was just really shocked that 
this is what it's going to be like. And so at that point, it had probably been about three months and we decided and because we were so slight scatterbrains, we weren't exercising and we weren't doing our morning routine like consistently. It was like here, there and, you know, every now and then. And that puts me out of a funk. Like if I don't follow my routine, uh, my brain does not work. So um, we really figured out around the three-month mark that we just had to live in places um, rather than drive all through Europe. We just really had to settle in, make it home, make it our home base, and then on weekends, like, you know, go somewhere. Because on weekends, I don't work. So, like, in, if I was living at home. So, yeah, that's when we decided to move to Italy. We moved to this beautiful little town in the south of Italy called Scalea. Um, it's gorgeous. Um, lots of, like, um, algroves and just, like, really beautiful blue water. And all of a sudden, when we just moved there and just had a home, I was like, oh, wow, this is good. Like, yeah. I feel relaxed. Like, I'm getting a lot of work done, which makes me happy. And I'm exploring. I'm not feeling rushed to go see everything. So, yeah, for, for anyone who really does want to do the working, traveling thing, you've got to get home bases and stay for four weeks, five weeks at a time because you're just a big scatterbrain otherwise. And I really neglected my business for a really long time there because I just wasn't in flow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was the first thing. The second thing. <laughs> Can I, I, just, I want to say something because that's a really important point because actually, funnily enough, synchronistically, I had a conversation with someone the other day who was like, I went to Bali for two weeks and I tried to work, but I just found it such a struggle. And they said the exact same thing. They were like, I was resenting my business. And so mm. I think, guys, if you're going to take a holiday, yes, it's kind of luxurious that you could sit by a pool and like take the Instagram photo of you working, but I think you're actually much better off yeah, there's still going to be little day-to-day tasks that you need to do, but I think you're much better off at setting yourself up. And if you're going to go to Bali for two weeks, like go to Bali for two weeks, like have a holiday. If you're going to travel, maybe you're in the UK and you want to travel to Europe or, you know, you're in America and you're going to go cross country. Like if you've got a holiday coming up, like it's okay to actually have a holiday. I know we're in this like 24 seven hustle mentality, but it's actually okay to be kind of a normal human being and give yourself some annual leave and actually take the time off. Yes. You may need to set it up or outsource or resource or all these things. But um, the thing that I pulled away from your story just then is that like, it is really hard to travel and work like you like working in a routine, having routines, I think is the biggest thing. And this is something you've mentioned through the whole entire talk today, but just having routines, I think is the biggest thing for alignment and flow. And like, yeah. if you're going to play, like just play. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Like Croatia was one of Maddie's biggest bucket list items. And cause that was like the first, oh, that we, we got to Croatia like week three. Yeah. And, we um the plan was to just drive down the whole coastline of the entire country which would have taken us about like a week or two i just hated the whole time and i feel so bad but the whole time i was like maddie i hate this country like i don't want to be here and it, but it wasn't because of the country it was because like i wasn't taking a holiday like i should have like you just said so absolutely if you're gonna go and do like a little holiday have a vacay switch off like that's strategic balance. <laughs> get, in, yeah. get into that. I love it. Continue with the story. Sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had another thing I wanted to share. Of course, I was like, what's next? Um, 
Yeah, so Wi-Fi, yeah. don't rely on Wi-Fi working when you're working and traveling. Oh my God, I just had this like, I don't know, this thing in my head that everywhere would have free Wi-Fi and that all the Airbnbs would work and there would be Starbucks everywhere with you know, Wi-Fi I could sponge off if I needed. Um, no, it did not work like that. <laughs> it was a nightmare. And because I am 100% online, I rely on pretty reliable speed, like for me to do Zooms all day, every day, like video call meetings, um, even calls on Skype, um, emails. I, I run 90% uh, of my business on Facebook, on, on the Facebook platform. So I needed that to work and it just wasn't working. So that was like part two of my meltdown in the beginning because I just didn't expect the Wi-Fi not to work. And of course, like, you know, I, my, my schedule's booked out with calls back to back from like 1 p.m. onwards. I've got six people I need to chat to and I can't even contact them to say, I'm so sorry, I can't jump on video call today. And that gave me so much anxiety. Like just yeah. felt like I'm unavailable. I feel really rude because like I really respect people's time and I hate being like late or not showing up. And so I just, this, this feeling of guilt and, oh my God, I'm just the worst business owner and I'm failing and, oh my God, Wi-Fi and hard drives. My hard drive with my entire life on it broke <laughs> at one point. It was so hilarious. I've never had a meltdown like that one. That was so, so good in terms of like, good, like if I was a fly on the wall, it would have been hilarious to watch looking back. Um, oh my God. You know, like, <laughs> no one speaks English and you're like, going with your hard drive in little pieces and you're like, please put this together. And they're just like, what? I don't understand what you're saying. Oh my God. It was so funny. So just expect the unexpected. And I think now it's been like 10 months that we've been traveling and we had one of the funniest weeks last Like I can say it's funny now, but had last week happened to us, you know, <laughs> 10 months ago, probably yeah. would have just moved back to Australia. Last week we got deported from where we live at the moment and it was just crazy because that was just unexpected. Like just didn't, didn't think that would happen, wasn't expecting it, wasn't prepared for it. So yeah, I think with travel, it's such a beautiful growing experience. And if you really are wanting to work and travel, not only are you going to grow personally, spiritually, emotionally, but your business will definitely grow as well because you'll just be that leader that is so much more resilient and so much more, I don't know, has more emotional intelligence. Just, yeah. Yeah, it's an experience. It's going to keep you on your toes. Yeah, and I love that because obviously we're not trying to like deter anyone and I'm sure like, yeah. like Shani's whole thing is about like it's an amazing experience but it's just I think why everyone 100% needs to follow her is almost like you're like paving the way for what it's actually really like because I think a lot of people watch particularly those YouTube ads that pop up at the start of like every business YouTube video or, you know, you, you see a lot of these like fashion bloggers and they're like constantly traveling, but it's always about the positives. It's always about like, I'm renting this beautiful house and I'm sitting by the pool and all of this stuff. And that just like, who the fuck wouldn't want to do that? That's like a glorious life. But what I love so much is that you're like, you're giving people the lessons that unfortunately you need to be the one to learn. <laughs> so it's like, you're really helping people in such a beautiful way. Not only obviously with your businesses, but with this whole mission that you're on now, like 
showing everyone, even just little things like make sure you back everything up. I a hundred percent then was like, okay, I have everything on iCloud. I'm going to also back it up to Google Drive. <laughs> even though I'm at home, what if something happens? But also just making sure that you research, making sure that, sure that you're still, that you've got a good routine. Like you literally gave like 10 tips just in telling your story then. So I really appreciate that. I will never be living the digital lifestyle because I can't leave my dog behind. But anyway, <laughs> still a good trick for traveling. <laughs> oh, I loved this so, 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 so much. And honestly, I could talk to you for like another 10 hours, but I tend to do that. And then these episodes get a little too long. So I will respect yours and everyone else's time. But just lastly, I do love to hear from my guests, like what's going on for you now? What can people expect from you? Where can they follow you? Like, what are you going to, what have you got in store for the next 12 months for us? I, so I'm really inspired by your YouTube, Erin. I know I've told you that a million times. So now saying to you before the interview today that I really want to share my, um, my journey of entrepreneurship, but like through the travel and, and doing this online. So I'm really excited. We started a YouTube channel. It's only the little baby YouTube channel right now, but you can follow me there. And I'm on Instagram, of course. Um, but the next year for me is really just about teaching as many people as possible to just back to that mission of helping people live life aligned with their values. Um, I really, I'm passionate about health. Of course, I've got my health program where I have a 16 week program where I teach women about intuitive eating and really diving into their health and wellness. But I really love teaching women about just living life aligned with their values. And if I can do that through an Instagram post where it inspires someone to go and find out what their values even are like that just to me is just like mission accomplished. That's the vision. So um, yeah, I'm really excited for the next year. We, Maddie and I have another month of travel left. Um, and then we head back home for two months just to see the fam. We're there for a wedding and then I think it looks like, um, don't quote me on this because we still have to, <laughs> we still have to confirm, but looks like we'll be living the rest of the year in Bali, which will be really nice because it's close to home. Um, the Wi-Fi is good there. I know that. And yeah. um, one of our favorite places, it's where we got engaged, where we got married, where we go on holiday three times a year. So I'll probably have a whole other perspective of, working in, in Bali because I freaking love Bali. I've always been there on holiday. So that'll be really interesting. <laughs> yeah. um, I love that so much. So honestly, you guys need to follow the YouTube channel, particularly because the travel vlogs, like, I don't know what you guys do, but this looks like you've been doing it for years. They're like all of a sudden both professional videographers mind everything else that they do. <laughs> I'm like watching these videos, like I need to step up my game. <laughs> <laughs> or I need to at least go do something other than sit in my house and talk. <laughs> but either way, you guys are going to get so, so, so inspired. I'm going to leave all of the links in the show notes down below. Thank you so much for your time today. I really, really, really appreciate it. It was so lovely chatting to you. And I literally, literally cannot wait. I'm going to come gate crash them in Bali, basically. <laughs> yeah, you totally can. Please do. Oh, and we totally, totally have to catch up when I'm back in Australia because I could seriously chat to you for hours, Erin. So I definitely have to I'm home. <laughs> and everyone listening is welcome too. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, my love. Thank you so much for the chat. Thanks for having me. 
so much for joining me today. I honestly really do appreciate your time. I know some of these episodes can be quite long, but the fact that you've taken time out of your day to better yourself is just a shower of how successful you are capable of being because you are investing in you. So I know I am so, so inspired after each and every single one of these Game Changer Chats. I hope you're feeling the exact same way. If you'd like to connect with myself or the guest more, then please do reach out to us on Instagram and I hope you have an awesome day. Thank you.